All right, guys, here we go. It's a Nordy Sportscast today. We are going to talk about the NBA coming back. The Premier League is here. We're so happy to have sports. Maybe not all of us are happy. Um, and we're going to talk about what sports need to take over the mantle when not much is here to watch. It's a fun episode. Here we go. Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. We're doing a sports cast for you guys today. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm feeling chipper. Yeah, you maybe. I'm feeling like I just drew. I'm feeling bad. Didn't win, didn't lose. <laughs> guys, uh, we got all three ends of the spectrum. Yeah, we the, do. The Premier League is back officially. Sports are here. It's not the same sports we know and love, but we're happy to be entertained, or at least we thought we'd be happy to be entertained. Um, so yeah, we have a big time show ahead of you guys. This would be a great time uh, also to tell you guys about our amazing first episode of the week. Screencast w- went hard. It was fun. Uh, covered a lot. Went long. All those things were great. Yeah, so throw that on. You're going to enjoy it. After you listen to this one, you're going to definitely want to listen to that one. And now would be a great time to ask you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone each and every week. Yeah! Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of new things to say in these interludes where we're expected to say something. And here's what you've landed on today. (laughs) Stupendously and whoop. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Wait till next week. Please spread the word. Tell your friends about the Nordies podcast. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Here we go. Sportscast time. Before we do that, we're going to dive into uh, a beer we're really excited about. What are we drinking? Yeah. So, you know how Modest makes really good, awesome beer here in Minneapolis? They did it again. Um this is their ongoing Fruit City, which is like, how much fruit flavor can we pack into a beer and still call it beer and not call it juice? Well, they done did it again. This one has blueberry, blackberry, blackcurrant. It is, what, what is the color? What Name that color of this beer. Magenta. I think it's magenta. Plum? Yes. Um, okay. Um, it's very dark. It's very cloudy. It's very fruity. And I think it might be. Might be my favorite one of these they've done yet. By it's, far my favorite. It's really good. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could remember all of the iterations of Fruit City, but this is fantastic. I think we've tried damn near all of them. There's probably been this probably the fifth or sixth. They've gotten better, and then there was a step back. I don't even know which one that is, but this one is they're peaking with this shit. It's, this like, one's it's expensive as shit. I mean it's twenty dollars for this four sixteen ounce pack. Black, but black currents I mean, ain't cheap. Many, Think how many blueberries you're getting in this. The blueberries black- are five dollars a goddamn for twelve of them. So what do you think? Well, that's because you don't shop at Aldi. But yeah, anyway, that's true. Uh, yeah, th- this beer is like it's it's like Thanos. It's perfectly balanced. Like Ooh, I feel like all this should be. This beer has enough fruit. It has enough sour. Not too much fizz. Like the the mouth feels great. The taste is great. It's not bitter. It's not sour to the point of tartness, right? Which I don't like. But it does have a little bit of that bite, just to it let you know. It has like, good. Um, you know how you drink like a red wine, almost like a sangria. It has a sangria taste to me a little bit, but in like none of the grossness of sangria, only the good stuff. Yeah, none of the headache, all of the flavor. Oh, we're gonna have headaches. Well, off one. I'm gonna drink the whole pack. Okay, right now. <laughs> all right, guys. Here we go. We're diving into our sports cast, and we're gonna start with the Premier League being back. The English Premier League, the finest football league 
in the world. And maybe the best run sports league outside of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right there. I mean, they nail it with everything. I mean, I'd say better run than the NFL. I mean, maybe they don't make as much money, but they're, they react quicker to social issues. They seem to take the right side on things quicker. I mean, everybody for the, everybody's first game, they're wearing a um, Black Lives Matter jersey. All of them. They all took knees. They all took a knee. Um, I mean, they're just on top of things. I love it. So, um, yeah, it all started out with uh, two games on Wednesday to catch everyone up to the 28 game look game limit you got a snooze fest between aston villa and sheffield united which ended 0-0 and you had man city hosting arsenal a game i was very excited about and it did not go well no uh the first half hour i thought arsenal looked really good uh they were in it they were in it they had chances they had a couple chances right off the bat and then and then david louise came into play well, well yeah <laughs> he came in so arsenal loses two starters for the year to injury in the first 20 minutes which is not ideal and then to like and not just like for the year well for but the not, rest of this season well, yeah, i guess I not like sense. just rolled the ankle be fine in a couple weeks kind of injuries so they lose two guys right away in that game. They have to make two subs. Not ideal. And then uh, David Luiz, the old Chelsea player, um, played the with PSG. Mm. Uh, he's been fine, but he just makes so many He's mistakes. old and slow. And uh, he gives up a horrible goal right in uh, extra time to Raheem Sterling. In the first half, right right before the half ended. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go down one zip at half, come out in the next half. He gives up a penalty um, right away, gets a red card. They go down to 10 men. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne puts the penalty in with ease. It's two zip. Arsenal's down to 10 men. They never recover. They lose the game 3 nothing. I'm sorry. Woo, that was a rough start. So it comes to this weekend. <laughs> and uh, this weekend, you get a bunch of games. Southampton whoops up on Norwich City, who's going to get relegated for sure. They're in last place. Um, uh, Tottenham versus Man United was probably, probably the, the big billing for Saturday. The big game. It was really a fun game, too. Um Spurs score in the first half. Um, United scores on a penalty in the second half. Uh, chances both ways. Lots of good players on the field. It was a good one-one draw for two good teams. Yeah, I agree. Um, Leicester City and Watford happy, happy with the result and a really good result for you guys. Yeah, I don't. As a Liverpool guy, I don't really care about any yeah, of this. But <laughs> uh, Leicester City and Watford. Um, Leicester's going to be pissed. They scored in the 90th minute with a beautiful Chilwell goal. They give up a goal in the 93rd minute to draw one-one. That one hurts to a central defender on a bicycle nonetheless i mean it was kind of a, it was a really like kind of a spectacular goal too um then you get um brighton one of the worst teams in the league hadn't won a game in all of 2020 um winless in 2020 last game was in december um they play against arsenal who they beat in november um arsenal has another bad day here um as their star goalie um i wouldn't say he's the most valued goalie in the league but um, statistically, he's been the number one goalie in the Premier League for the year. He's Bern been Leno. fantastic. He's really a great goalie. One of the, he's a German international. Um, has a, a play that's pretty unfortunate. He gets bumped into by a player, falls down, hyperextends his leg. They wouldn't even show the replay. It was one of those like hard to watch sports moments where like the guys like screaming on the field and both teams are worried. They cart him off. It's all sorts of drama. Um, they get a Pepe goal, which was nice. They give up a junk goal and then just to make things worse to rub salt in the wound the guy who hurt the goalie scored in the 95th minute (laughs) to take the game 2-1 in the 95th minute when there was only supposed to be four minutes of extra time it was a really tough loss um i was and like the run of play seemed very harmless until the ball went in the box and then you're like oh shit yeah (laughs) yeah 
So not feeling good. Within four days, Arsenal's season, um, which was already a struggle, uh, uh, self-immolated. Well, it went, it went from a, hey, listen, with City being suspended from Champions League, we got a really good shot at this. Mm-hmm. Like feeling confident, Arteta came in, turned things around from uh, Unai Emery, and Arsenal seemed to be playing the level of football that was sort of expected. Yeah. And now the wheels have... S- they've lost three of the four wheels here yeah, at this point. Yeah, three, three starters out for the year now, which is not good either. Which means also David Luiz is probably going to be a regular starter when he's back from his red card. Well, his contract ends on June 30th. Oh, okay. So they either have to re-sign him or he's just gone from the team in a week. And I have, now they're they going to have to re-sign him, which sucks. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They're in, they're in di- uh. dire straits. So um, other games, Wolves, um, you know, kind of the team on the outside looking in of the top six um, beats West Ham 2-0. Crystal Palace with a good 2-0 win over Bournemouth with some teams lower in the table. And then uh, today you had Newcastle United um, over 10-man Sheffield United 3-0. Chelsea with a come-from-behind win over a scrappy, desperate Aston Villa team, um, where they really dominated that second half, though. And Aston Villa is, I mean, for being a a club that most recently came up from the championship, um, they've got a little bit of pedigree. Like some of their, some of their three studs. Some of their players are really quality. Jack Grealish is going to be on unbelievable some top six team next year. Everybody wants him. English midfielder, winger. He can play as a deep line playmaker, attacking midfielder. He can play on either wing. He can score. He can take guys off the dribble. He is. He took. He takes almost all of their free kicks. Captain like of the team. He's the kind of warrior that anyone in the top six would want. So if they get relegated, he'll end up on one of those top teams. Um, McGinn uh, is another yeah, really, great. really good midfielder. He's been attached to Man United in the past. And then Mings, the center back, is another big stud. So, yeah, Villa was tough. They freaking battled like crazy, and Chelsea just... Their counter is unbelievable. Like, yeah. they, they can attack like crazy. But, yeah, we, we had possession for most of the game. Um, listless for the first half. Like, it was... It, it was de- definitely like a rusty performance yeah. like you could tell We're seeing that all yeah over. and that's and you're gonna get that and then you know chelsea had a couple solid assists from from aspilicueta and pulisic got uh got a hey, goal got american. turned it around is he uh, the best american currently yes okay there's currently poten- there's there's some pulisic potential and, man best american and, i'd say pulisic and mckinney are probably the top two yeah. players right okay. now currently mckinney's like scoring every goal from midfield and right pulisic now. is in the top 200 best soccer players in the world would you say for sure but yeah. not 100 he maybe he's just he's young and he's yeah. playing on a premier league team as a what 21 year old 22 now, 22 yeah. year old i mean okay he's really good he'll be three years from now he should be a absolute star yeah okay fun no, to see nice. fun to see there, yeah, there's yeah so it was a very disappointing first half performance and then we give up the goal first um and so i thought oh boy how are they going to respond and then yeah. uh they responded well Pulisic goal Giroud goal within two minutes and then uh, we defended pretty well down the stretch didn't Giroud. seem didn't seem in question there was the one oh, goal one, where the one, guy slid yeah, it right yeah. past the post but other than that it was pretty then uh, you have the Merseyside Derby. Is that Merseyside? Merseyside. Yeah. Merseyside Derby between Everton and Liverpool. Um, this was not a very fun game for Liverpool. It just wasn't fun um, for really anybody. It was just boring. Everton 
might have deserved the win more than Liverpool. I think so. I think that they outplayed him a little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of... I think that uh, Becker, who was a fantastic uh, keeper, had to work a little harder than their guy. um, So we got games all week coming up here. Um, Just a couple to really watch for. Uh, I would say our Man United versus Sheffield United. That should be a pretty fun game. Is that a league game? Yep, I believe so. Because I thought the FA Cup games were coming up this week. And weekend. then uh, the other big one is um, uh, Thursday, Chelsea versus Man City. I mean, I get oh, it. Like, yeah. Big is in matchups, but is in the determination of the winner. The biggest game is Monday and then Wednesday with City playing somebody. City playing Watford? against uh, Burnley. Burnley. And then... Um, and yeah. so if they if they lose that game... Liverpool could still lock up the title on Wednesday if um, they win. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Liverpool is five points away from clinching. They're just going to try and draw the rest of the way. Not they could do anything they want. They could literally know, lose the next that. five games. So. But it would be nice to like set some records. They could set every fucking record just by continuing their pace. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah. So it's great to have the Premier League back. It's fun to watch. Were you guys watching the games with or without the added crowd noise? With. You can't change that. You can if you use the sports if you go app. To the app. Yeah, I've watched oh, one really? with and one without, and I couldn't tell the difference. It didn't matter. I'd just rather watch it on my TV on the channel that I pick. Like, yeah, it just seems way easier. Yeah, I didn't realize you had the option. I mean, that's kind of cool. When you watch it without, can you really hear what the players are saying to each other? I mean, I feel like you can hear them with the crowd. Noise. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they've. So in the Bundesliga, they've got it dialed up to like eight. Yeah, and I think for the Premier League, they have it at like five and a half. So it's not too overbearing it doesn't sound forced is it in the it's not in the stadium then no it's, it's just, just, for, the just for the broadcast yeah it is interesting they have like a sound guy or gal sitting there and when something bad happens that the crowd would have a negative reaction they push, a button. To, they push yeah. the button and they're doing it live it's kind of like a, like a weird dj i think it's kind of cool it's weird no one's ever had to figure that out before i feel like so my take on uh, the first uh five days of the premier league being back is i want the second wave of COVID to hit. <laughs> I'm ready for more COVID because this is not fun. Turns out for Eric, COVID is greater than sports. Um, it turns out for me that uh, a life without sports is better than a life with sports. Which I think you're just saying a life with Arsenal. And the Vikings and the Twins and the Timberwolves and the Wild and the Gophers and literally any team I cheer for. <laughs> yeah, but Gophers are on the up and up and the Vikings are on the up and up. Like it, uh-huh. it could be mm-hmm. it could be worse. Not Arsenal is <laughs> Arsenal's going the, in the wrong direction though. Vikings were up. What happened there? All right, so uh Eric. So let's say you've got the keys to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You are now Stan Cranky's right hand man. Mm-hmm. What would what were three moves you would make for the upcoming season? Not not to finish this season, but for the upcoming season that you feel could right the ship. Okay, so what they need to do is they have to purge themselves of guys in prime or post prime age on big contracts, even if they are great players like Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who is looking for a new contract. Get him he's gone. He's thirty one years old. He's um behind since he's joined the Premier League. He's behind only. Um, Salah for goals for total goals and yeah. he has been a fantastic striker um, but With, without them they would have been in dire straits with only yes. Lacazette yes but but he, uh, you can't pay him because by the time that their project works if it does he's 
34 years old. Um, Ozil, they froze him out of the team. He's the second highest paid player in the league. They desperately want him to leave. They're just not going to play him until he decides to go. He has one year left on his deal. They need to, even if they have to pay for him to go, they need to get him gone because that money is just sinking them. And uh, moving on from other veteran players like Mustafi and... Um, Jaka. Jaka. No, they love him. I think he's fine, but... Um, Mustafi and Lacazette would be great to get rid of. And then um, they have to bring in a center back. They've been linked to every young center back on earth. Um, Upamecano is the guy that they've wanted desperately for about two years now. From Leipzig. Yep. Yep. Um, Can they afford him? He's going in the last year of his deal. Um, Yeah, they can. They have infinite money in the bank. Will they spend it? They don't usually. Well, you better hope Mike Dean's not reffing any of the games Upamecano plays because that guy gets (laughs) cards like nobody's business. Um, Yeah. Actually, he'd be a perfect Arsenal fit. He'd fit in great. He did do really well against um, Holland uh, in the big Dortmund-Leipzig game this weekend. I know Holland scored, but he really did a great job on him, which was cool to watch. It's tough to guard like one of the best 19-year-old strikers on earth. Yes, they need to sign a holding midfielder. They've been crying out for one for a long time. It's never looked good. Um, they've been linked to Thomas Party from Atletico Madrid now for months. He wants to come. So we're up to four moves now, but keep going. <laughs> I just meant purge guys and bring in a good holding midfielder and bring in a, a center back. That's really the moves. And they keep your to, guys healthy. And just keep relying on the youth and just saying the project's going to take us three years. Yeah, the youth, is, the youth is really, I think, where it's at. And they have some good guys there. Chelsea's like two years ahead, I think, of where Arsenal wants to be, just in terms of like youth and experience. Yep. Um, but that's definitely the tactic to take. Their at this problem point. is is that their their veteran players aren't good enough to compete with the top six. Not anymore. And yeah. their young players are great compared to other teams, even, but they're not ready to take the mantle. And they're just kind of in no man's land. So. Yeah. They're right in that. And and it was hard because they brought in Emery, who had a vision for the team. And that vision was to be terrible. <laughs> and then, but now they have like a legitimate guy who's like tactical minded. He studied under Pep Guardiola. He knows the the work rate and the effort, like the effort and the talent that needs to be there. And I'm guessing he's not getting in like training and practice out of the guys that Pep, like not getting the level of effort that Pep would get at City. And I think he's getting frustrated. And he has had no transfer windows and the team was Fair. built in yeah. someone else's image. So, you know, you just have to, it's hard because it's a sport where there's not patience. But when someone has to play with somebody else's version of a team and you don't have guys who kind of fit those roles that you're looking for, it can be kind of hard. So it's frustrating, but I'm just, you know, deep down, even though I'm annoyed, I'm happy that the PL's back. And you're going to hate watch Arsenal for the rest of the season. I've hate watched Arsenal for the last three years. (laughs) That's, that's harsh. All right, guys. Um, something else that we can't hate watch, but we should, if it ever comes back is baseball, um, major league baseball, and the greedy owners um, literally cannot figure this out. And baseball what, is exposed. What's so what's so bad to me about this is that baseball is a year away from their new collective bargaining agreement. It expires in 2021. It's about to expire. So they're already having a labor fight. And then the real That's labor fight. That's what all this is about. Mm-hmm. The real labor fight is coming next year. So you could have two years straight of them fighting over money. And it's just... They're wasting away. People aren't missing baseball like they would hope. Um, we're more excited about other sports that could take over parts of the year that they do play. If the NBA eventually moves to a Christmas start, which I think is the future. Um, really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Christmas start, um, they play. They finish in end of July, I think is their, their future. Huh. 
they um, Mark Cuban said that that's been his his ask for years, um, but they were worried about competing with football at the beginning of the year, but instead they already compete with football for more of the football season. Yeah, really. Sense. It doesn't make any sense. I think a Christmas start for the NBA is just what everyone needs. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Because then like, it would start right around the time college football is wrapping up. And so then yep. you could pull in a lot of that audience too. Yep. There's Football's coming to the end. Um, yeah, NFL is getting to the playoffs, and then you yep. just avoid Saturdays and Sundays for like a month. Yep. And you're fine. You're fine. And they already do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think baseball is just in an awful place. Um, the, the issue is that the players don't want to change things, but the players might be the ones who would benefit most from some of those changes. A salary cap, a cap on um, what some of these top guys can be paid, um, raising what minor league players and young players can make, changing when guys are eligible to get bigger contracts would change the sport. It would transform everything. There's I mean, even, so... even if they just got rid of arbitration, oh. like just mm-hmm. eliminate, because they have three years of arbitration technically if you're so under team control. Stupid. If they got rid of those stupid things and guys could like go into the free agent pool, I think it would do two things. One, it would allow movement of players and then that would also drive parity in and amongst the teams, right? Yeah. So guys would be leaving teams earlier or it would be forcing the hand of the current ownership to either trade them and get assets or sign them to long-term deals. And all of both of those things is better for the sport in general. It's the same thing with the NBA. Yeah. You see guys that like, and their rookie contract and like either not happy or they feel like this isn't the right fit for them and they can move on. Um, a lot of times it could be a, an RFA situation where they're, um, they could be matched um, mm-hmm. by their own team. And that's fine. That's good. They went out and earned their money. They definitely have a market value that needs to be hit. And if the team wants to keep them, keep them. If not, then they're going to move on to a different club. And that's great. The players should be in favor of anything that modernizes or popularizes the sport. Because then you get they get to be household names. They get to get... The Nike contracts that basketball players are getting right now, or football players are getting, um, nobody knows these guys. I mean, they not like they should, because the sport is outdated. You know, so anything that's that's bringing them into the future will ultimately make the players more money. And then that, in turn, as those players get um, moved up in a public profile, mm-hmm. makes the league better and exactly. more profitable. And exactly. I think it's it's mutually beneficial. One hundred percent. So, uh, do we even care right now that baseball's not going on? I, I wish I would did. enjoy it. I would have it on. I wish a lot, I cared, I but I'm like more annoyed than anything. Yeah, I think it's it's come to that point. It, yeah, it, this is like trying to text a buddy that you said you were going to meet up for dinner, and you're just like, dude, can I can can we just get a commitment? And he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe I I might be able to do Wednesday. Like, well, I'll get I'll, back to you later in the week, and we'll, we'll yeah. And you're just like, can you, can you just make a decision yeah. like how hard is this right like, and then you're just not interested anymore yeah, yeah there's there's a pile of money and then yes you've come to the point where you're like okay well fuck this like yeah. the, i i don't want to watch this anymore i don't care anymore i have no interest in in like giving my time into these petty little arguments that right. the ownership and then the uh players union keeps having but like eric said it's a perfect 
um, like slice, like a preview for this upcoming labor dispute yeah. that's going to happen. And they're never going to reach Ryan, an agreement. Who, who that we know won't have dinner with you? And do you want to call them out oh, by name? Because no, I feel like nobody. that was pretty specific. No, no, no. <laughs> there's nobody. Okay, I'm fucking with you. I, I can't. I can't go meet anybody for dinner. Anyway, it's like say their name is Dave, and we had yeah. known each other since we were friends. But I'm just know. gonna. I'll give you his initials. Yeah. J D. Oh <laughs> no. Um. So, I think unfortunately, as a Twins fan, this hurts a club like the Twins more than a lot of clubs because the twins were really poised to do some damage this season. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe we would, we're like the prime candidate for a regression team um, and that we overachieved so much. However, we would have been given the opportunity to prove ourselves as like, we're ready to, to be in the mix. We're ready to beat the Yankees. We're ready to beat the Red Sox in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and we just finally had momentum. Yeah. And we just don't you have got that Josh chance. Donaldson. You had the greatest home run hitting lineup in the history of baseball. Literally. Yes. You had a pitching staff that looked at least slightly stronger. You had enough prospects and a good enough farm system that you would have been able to go make a move for a starting pitcher if you wanted to in midseason. This was a team that was going to go for it and poised, try to win the title. Poised. And yes. so it sucks. It just seems like it's just Minnesota sports luck. Um, but um, just because the Twins were not having action didn't mean all Twins players weren't having action because Miguel Sano um, was accused of kidnapping a man and, like, assaulting him and, like... If I was his agent, I'd be like, you can't go home. You can't go home anymore. Trying to take money from him, like $10 million. Now he's claiming he's being extorted. Who knows what to believe? I mean, there's so many sketchy stories about baseball players being kidnapped and murdered and threatened. They have to literally have kidnapping insurance yeah, for family members. So, I mean, that kind of stuff sucks. And so I'm not going to say that Sano did something bad until we know the story. For all we know, he's the victim in the story. But he also very well... But he keeps doing crazy shit down there. Yeah, whether it's cutting his foot or getting in a fight or who knows. The drunk driving stuff Everything that happens with him is something crazy. So he just signed a nice deal with us. This is not what the Twins needed in this offseason. Hopefully we can get back to baseball and it all blows I mean, maybe the fact that baseball is not happening is good for his public image. Even though all the other accusations from, you know, the local reporter here is... Still really bad too. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't hold Miguel Sano in high regard. Uh, no reason to at this time. Let's see what happens. Let's see what shakes out. All right, guys. So here we go. Uh, basketball is coming back, and I have the rules for you guys of what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. So here's the rules. They're all going to be going to Orlando, Florida, which seems like a bad idea because Florida's run by Rick DeSantis, and they literally didn't close down, and they've just been at bars now. It's like 12.5% they of the population now. They literally are getting smoked by COVID. It's all open. No, they closed everything again, though. Oh, good. Bars yeah. were open for a week, and he they shut them all down again. And then he blamed it on... Um, Mexicans? Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, God. Good. That no, possible? that's true. That really Even happens. though Florida's not anywhere near Mexico. But yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, um, Florida is going to be hosting the NBA, hopefully. Um, upon arrival, players and team staff must stay isolated in their rooms until they return two negative PCR tests at least 24 hours apart. Okay. So about 48 hours, they're going to be in their rooms. Players will have the option to wear a proximity alarm that will notify a player if he spends more than five seconds within six feet of another person on campus who is also wearing an alarm. Don't know what that means. Wow. All team and league staff, potentially excluding referees, must wear the alarm. 
it is optional for players. So they can wear it, but the league staff all has to wear it. And I believe it's going to be able to tell um, symptoms of COVID as well somehow. I don't know how that science works, but Maybe that's what fever rich people skin. have yeah that's crazy um certain disney staff will not be required to reside at the nba campus and will not undergo coronavirus testing however they will be screened each day on campus to take their temperature and for symptoms okay all right this is all the boring parts no this is interesting and finally players were also informed of the following entertainment options that will be available to them at the disney world resort hotel amenities players only lounge with nba 2k tvs and gaming Okay. Pool and trails, barber, manicurists, and pedicurists. All right. A 24-hour VIP concierge service. Uh, daily entertainment, which is movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, and lawn games. And players But the also, only people that can be there are players and staff. Until there's eight teams left. Then their families can come. Oh, okay. So... When it gets down to eight teams, the families can come at that point. But otherwise, these players are going to be away from their families for like six to eight weeks. So is the concierge service be like, dude, I could use a blonde? Probably. A brunette. It's the NBA, yes. <laughs> yeah. And a bag of weed. Yeah. yeah. yeah I hope so. Hit it's, me up. It's the NBA that is that is what NBA concierge service is, I believe. Um, That's why they left it so vague. Yes. <laughs> like they didn't say like the concierge service will only provide food and, right. and drinks. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the NBA is doing this. It looks like it's happening for sure. Um, there's been a few players who have spoken out against it, um, but. Uh, really and truly, most of the players seem to be on board. They understand that this is a good opportunity um, for them to further causes like Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, it will be something that they're able to take in stride and make a part of their game and their presentation. It does give them a voice. Um, I know that some news stations would love to hear from 70s rockers who have racist ideas, and they tell basketball players to shut up and dribble. Ted Nugent. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that... Um, you know, these guys do have a stage to uh, showcase some of that. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what the NBA, um, which is a, a league that's all about player voice, is going to do to make sure that those players are able to speak on these issues and bring more light to them um, when they are playing. So I do think it's important that they do. And my favorite thing was Patrick Beverly from the Clippers. When they asked him if he's coming back, he said, if King James says we hooping, we hooping. Perfect. Loved it. It just Love like got me so excited. He's the ultimate team player, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Sixth man of the year. Which just shows you also the power that LeBron really has. I mean, he is the most respected player in the league. I, and I don't even think it's so... Like, it is LeBron, but I think it's also LeBron and his team of resources. Mm -hmm. Because For they're sure. the ones that are doing all the research and feeding that to him. And then he's the mouthpiece um, of not only the players, but of like the most up-to-date information possible and lebron is literally the biggest success story of teen phenom celebrity in the history of teen phenoms and celebrities in sports movies and music combined uh yeah that's fair usually they just do a bunch of drugs and then die <laughs> usually at age 27 usually yeah they just fall apart and yeah. lebron has been anything but that he actually he's exceeded exceeded <laughs> expectations who, and he was he had every expectation this might seem like a really dumb question but who's worth more bieber or lebron oh lebron by lebron by a lot, a lot by a lot and bieber's worth a ton but bieber also just got accused of rape so and bieber has had oh he did horrible yeah. missteps oh no I mean, i'm not saying that but i yeah. he still like sells out every venue and has like 200 million views on every youtube video so yeah i don't know maybe it's not even close are you looking it up yeah bieber they have him at 285 million 
Oh, LeBron's way higher than that. I think he's up there almost probably half a bill. Um, they have him at 450. Okay. Okay. So he's just it's, more, it's, but they're both. Yeah. I mean, they're that's both. Still LeBron reasonably. will be a billionaire in, yeah. in five years. After Space Jam 2. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be a billionaire <laughs> sooner than later. So, um, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, he has such pull. He's um, so respected. He's now been in the league longer than I think anybody else. Which is crazy to think. Really? Yes. I think he's the longest serving player in the whole league. Him and Carmelo. Oh, longest, because, ten, longest um, tenure. Dude from Atlanta, uh, Vince Carter, finally retired. Yeah. So, so I think he's going to be the longest player in the NBA now, which is crazy. He's still somewhere between the first and third best player in the league. <laughs> Easily. Um, so it's going to be fun. And honestly, the NBA is exactly what we needed. The idea with the NBA is that they're going to be playing um, something like four games a day or something four or five games a day God, is that um, gonna be fun? one after another so pretty much so like, it's like an ncaa tournament i literally yeah. will just have it on all day yes i can't wait pretty much the nba is just gonna run all day for weeks on end and then you're gonna get playoffs just in your face playoffs this is what we need <laughs> i'm telling you i, I, I said no this. wolves no pressure we can just enjoy i said this at the beginning like these these covid uh style changes that leagues are going to make are going to become very popular in their format and so then when the leagues go well we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled program people people are going to be like but that shit was awesome yeah that was way better i'm not saying boring now i'm losing interest i'm not saying like the nba needs to have like a game at 9 a.m yeah noon three seven and ten but in the future everyone's gonna work from home anyways what do they care yeah so i mean it's yes it is every time you the world is so fast now every time you speed things up you can never slow them down so if they're gonna have a condensed schedule and do this thing fast and and how do they go back we'll see yeah we shall see especially if the appetite is higher than it was before right and the money starts to talk Yeah, yeah yeah All right, so I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I want to just catch up with you guys before we get out of here. Um, is there a sport that you think needs to take over the airwaves in COVID since baseball can't get their shit straight? Um, we've been missing things. Is there a sport, maybe like an ESPN, the Ocho type of sport that you would like to see take over? So one thing I wanted to talk about that we I don't know if we touched on is the MLS World Cup style tournament that they're planning to do yeah right with group play and i don't know if this is this might be espn too i don't know if this is espn ocho not like the the cornhole stuff that's on all the time now but i feel like this mls tournament could have some legs to it and similar to eric's idea of the mid-season nba tournament i feel like if mls was to incorporate this style of play to the end of their season as opposed to the 16 man or 16 team knockout tournament that's just nfl style stupid they they americanized something that didn't need to be americanized Mm -hmm. i think it would be great for the sport like imagine if they had like a small level of group play near the end of the season and then they had then they had the knockout tournament i think that would be fantastic so i think mls has an opportunity to fill maybe the baseball void um, a little bit with this with this World Cup style tournament. It's and cool. I'm, I'm just re- ready, ready to let them have baseball spot. Fine, <laughs> done. Yeah. So here's what I will say: I like the NFL playoffs more than any other playoffs. I do because I love the NFL and I've grown up with the NFL. And it suits the sport. I'm saying just the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I uh, their style of playoffs suits their sport better because it's there's far fewer games. 
Yes. And so that, that works so much better. So I like that. I think that's the best playoffs. But I think the second best playoffs, and I could choose the NCAA tournament, and I won't. I will you choose, hate it. <laughs> I will choose better um, the World Cup or the Champions League with the group play into the random draw round of 16 and with the higher and lower seeds. We're going to put random in quotes. Sure. But but just the draw of it every round is so exciting. So exciting. I think that is something that U.S. sports needs to adopt. Big time. Even if it was the NCAA tournament where I know that they'd be like, well, then people can fill out their brackets. Well, we have cell phones and computers. You could fill them out as you go. And I think it'd be really fun if you random drew um, seeds, you put them into groups of four, then the teams that come out of those groups of four get drawn into something else. And the tournament is a little more random as you find your way to the final. I think I would like the NCAA tournament a lot more if it was something like that. Well, how many eyes are on the NBA draft for the lottery a lot yeah a ton like big deal the the draws for champions league play and world cup play are huge yeah american sports have failed to realize this Mm -hmm. i don't the nfl doesn't need it no baseball doesn't need it no basketball and hockey could use it for sure basketball (laughs) and hockey could use it and then mls like it could not be a better like introduction to this system because it you just follow the european model and apply it here it's pretty easy yeah, so I like that MLS. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say I would love for there to be like some kind of um, uh, roided up celebrities or like celebrities who got themselves into really good shape, and then they did like um, American Gladiators. Okay, so American Gladiators. Yeah, but with like celebrities. <laughs> with wait, hold on, celebrities as the contestants or the gladiators as the like, contestants with like oh, Alex. Okay from uh no 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 with like with like the rock with the rock with yeah. like oh the rock and kevin hart have movies starting out and they're both going to compete on gladiators you know they're gonna fist fight see what happens no they're gonna like they're gonna <laughs> fight the gladiators to try to get up that hill and like not get hit by tennis balls oh, so God. when you said the ocho i was thinking i was trying to think outside the box you guys came with very standard sports no, i for said the ocho i said shit. mine mine does not really apply to the i ocho. said no. american gladiators with celebrities okay that's up there <laughs> and i think Bring the celebrities into mind. Why not? Okay. Let's do make okay. the celebrities do it. Is it The Rock and Kevin Hart too? Yes. Okay. It's also The Rock and Kevin Hart. Um, have you seen the new show on Netflix, Floor is Lava? I almost watched it. Should I? No. Okay. And here's why. These are at, well, these are average people that are like on a game show. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, the Japanese stuff where people just get hurt all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But I want to see like really athletic people that have trained for this. Like the professional tag people. You've seen this professional tag stuff? So it's like American Ninja Warrior in a way? Much more like American Ninja Warrior, yes. But it's but the thing is fun. The obstacle courses are crazy. Um, it is actually way too much. It's Just American like Ninja it's, Warrior. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's bring that back. Let's make that cool. It's Why on, can't they make it's that on cool? all the time. I know, but nobody really fucking cares. Like, I don't know. They just, they, they fucked up the coverage of it or something, but... Sound like USA, I think. That's the they, you, you want, know what it is? They need a Mount Midoriyama, and they don't have one in America. But they need stupid stuff, too. They need, like, this set of stairs is covered in Dawn dish soap. And yes. let's see who can make it up there. It doesn't, you don't have to be athletic. How much right? money That's the would beauty you, of it. How much money would you pay to get to go to the American Gladiators course with your friends, and you got to are, you got to shoot the tennis ball gun? That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I want to no, shoot I, that tennis ball gun I don't want to shoot so the bad. tennis ball gun. I want to do the course. I want to shoot you I, with I the just, tennis ball. I want to do the course like by myself, though. I don't want anyone watching because I'll know I'm making idiot. But what if I'm good? That would. But I want to find that out on my own. I I would 
I I think that is like a like a bachelor party business just waiting to happen. Like we recreated American Gladiators here in your city, and you can just rent it out for five hundred bucks. Do they come with the buff chicks? I think it has to. Yeah, yeah those are employees. Those are the the employees, chicks. and they just they just toss you off that hill. I think people would pay a lot. There's not necessarily me, okay? But there's a group out there that would pay a lot for just that experience alone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we're, you're looking for here. All right, guys. I think that's all the time we have in uh, the wild world of sports. Um, but, hey, go back. Listen to our other episode. It was a lot of Northeast rates. We told you what to watch. We did all kinds of great things on there. So go listen to that one as well. But until next week, thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast. Podcast.